Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Draw Control Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm joined by Virginia women's lacrosse player Kiki Shaw. Uh, Kiki, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And how's um, yeah, thank you for having me. Um, uh, sorry, you cut out a little bit. What was the first thing you said? Hold on, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Draw Control Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Virginia women's lacrosse player, Kiki Shaw. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Kiki, and how's everything going? Everything's awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to join. Well, have you been up to anything interesting uh, this summer, whether it's been lacrosse-related or not? Um, yeah, so I actually just got shoulder surgery in June. Um, I dislocated my shoulder and tore my rotator cuff, my labrum and my capsule in October. Um, and then I rehabbed that and, um, played the season with it with a lot of medicine <laughs> to help me get through games. Um, but then I just got surgery. So I've been rehabbing all summer pretty much and just been home. Uh, how long's the recovery for that? It's four to six months. Um, so I just started jogging again, but to actually like get fully playing again, it'll be a couple more months. I'm curious about that just because uh, you have the extra year of eligibility since you played in the 2019-20 season. So I guess I'll ask, are you planning to use that extra year of eligibility, whether it's at Virginia or somewhere else? And if not, uh, what's your plans with lacrosse for next season? Yeah, so I am planning on playing at Virginia for my fifth year. I'm going to do my master's program, and then I'll be cleared by hopefully November to play. That's awesome. Well, that must feel nice to know that you're going to have a more, I guess, comfortable season playing than, than last yeah. year. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to have my right arm back. And how do you sort of handle that, like mentally, um, going through a season, knowing that you had that shoulder injury? Yeah, I think my coaches were awesome. Um, they were the best. They helped me through it a lot. Um, and my teammates were awesome. Um, I think it was hard taking so much medicine for the games. And um, I think it like it hurt my stomach a lot too. So I had to like stop at points because I would either get like really bad migraines and I would have like side effects of the medicine, which um, was definitely a struggle, but I got through it and yeah, it was, it was definitely a challenge. Like some practices after games were very difficult um, just because of the pain level. Sometimes I would just like, I would just run at practice because I just like couldn't lift my arm. So um, definitely a struggle, but got through it. So it's all good. Now, what are your goals and expectations uh, with Virginia uh, for next season? Um, so I think a goal of mine is definitely to rehab my shoulder and get as healthy as possible for next season. Um, but we did get a new head coach, so I'm really excited to um, get to know her better. Um, I've talked to her a couple times, and she seems awesome, super excited to get started. So I'm excited for that. 
And how do you sort of handle a coaching transition as a fifth-year player? Because you've known something for so long, and then it's sort of a big change that you have to sort of adapt to in your last year. But obviously, it was under good circumstances because it was a retirement after 20 years, I believe. So at least it wasn't like a firing. That's feel like that's even worse. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I love Julie. I have all good things to say about Julie. Um, and I think her next path at one love is going to be awesome and i'm really happy for her um but i'm also super excited to have someone new and to have a different uh look at lacrosse and a different experience um so i'm excited and i think our team is too now i kind of want to transition and talk about the beginning of your career and sort of work all the way up to where you are today uh so doing research on yourself it says you're from owings mills maryland uh, talk about growing up there and how did you start playing the cross? Yeah, so um, originally I grew up in Baltimore, like closer to the city. Um, I went to Roland Park Country School my whole life. Um, and I grew up in a lacrosse family. Baltimore is such a hot spot for lacrosse. So um, my brother and my dad both played um, at Delaware. Uh, my sister played in high school too with me. Um, but she ended up not playing in college. Um, and every weekend we would just go to the field and shoot around and practice. And it was awesome. And we all loved it. So something to do. Um, we'd go to games at Hopkins and Towson. Uh, that was super fun. And I think I remember the one time where I really noticed that I like loved lacrosse and that I could get somewhere with it was, um, when I realized I was like, dad, I really want to get like a good left hand. And he was like, we were playing catch one day at like one of my brother's games. And he was like, okay, I have an idea. Like I'll tape your right hand to the bottom of your stick. And so you won't be able to switch hands again. So I think that, and we just played for hours like that with like just lefty. And I think that's what like really developed my left hand. And I look back and I'm like, that showed me kind of that practice like can get you somewhere and can like show you how to like actually obtain skills for lacrosse and so that was really cool to visualize and like see a progression um so that's when I started like really loving the game and like understanding that like I can get better and it'll be really cool so yeah now, growing up, did you watch any of lacrosse? And if so, who was like your favorite player and team? Obviously, you mentioned you went to games all the time. So I'm assuming there was someone that must have stood out to you. Yeah, um, I grew up watching like Taylor Cummings and Kayla Trainer, and they're awesome and such great players. So I definitely uh, looked up to them and watched them a lot. Now, before college, you played for your high school at Roland Park, where you had a lot of individual and team success with that team. Uh, just talk about your high school lacrosse experience with that program and what you took away from that. Yeah, um, I mean, our high school team was amazing. We had people go to Syracuse, USC, Georgetown, Stanford, UNC, um, BC, all over the place, really. Um, and honestly, it was just like it was super fun. Um being able to learn from older girls too was awesome and being able to play with uh at such an elite level but still at a younger age was really cool do you have like a particular memory that stands out to you what in your high school playing career that you sort of look back on now and like man that was pretty cool yeah i think um 
team trips were awesome. I think that's like where you really bond with your team. And uh, we we had a super close knit team um, and I'm still really close with a lot of them. So those were always so fun. Um, and then I think playing with my sister for three years was so fun too. Now, how did your high school lacrosse experience help prepare you for college uh, with Virginia? I think being able to play with such great players um, every day before I got to college was awesome and helped me a lot. Um, and then in the off season, I also played soccer and basketball. So I think those sports kind of helped me develop a like athletic version of myself too. And then after those sports in the off season, I would go to my trainer in Baltimore, um, sweat performance and I would work out there to like nine 30 or 10 with him. And it was like, I loved it just cause I felt like I just like could develop a skill for lacrosse, like even in the off season. And so, yeah, that's where I really, it's where it like pretty much prepared me for like all the workouts in college. Now talk about your recruiting process with Virginia and what made you want to go there versus the school should might've looked at. Yeah. Um, my recruiting process was interesting because I was in the grade where we got recruited so early and it was my, I committed to Virginia um, in ninth grade, uh, beginning of my ninth grade year. So it was definitely early and I'm glad they changed the rules for the future of people. Um, but it was interesting like I loved Virginia and Julie it was awesome I was looking at a couple other schools and um, I fell in love with the campus and the people and the team was so uh, special like close and the camaraderie was awesome so that really stood out to me now what was sort of like the biggest adjustment you had to make to college across once you joined the team as a freshman yeah I think the biggest adjustment is time management um really managing uh, like a college sport with so many workouts, so many practices um, and like going to school too. And like forgetting that you're also a student um, was a big thing for me and like staying on top of my work and not procrastinating, uh, stuff like that was really big for me. Now your freshman year with Virginia got cut short due to the pandemic. How'd you handle that challenge and adversity of not finishing your season, but also having challenges in regards to finding a way to sort of uh, train and get ready for the next season with a lot of uncertainty taking place at that time? Yeah, um, it was a crazy time. COVID was like kind of felt like a fever dream. Um, we were going to play Syracuse that day when we got canceled. And they brought us all in. They're like, yeah, the game's canceled. And the ACC just canceled all of your games too. So it was crazy. It was definitely like unbelievable, something that like would never happen. And we thought we would come back in two weeks and everything would be fine. Um, but yeah, when we all went home, training was super hard. Uh, all the gyms were closed. The fields were closed. Weren't allowed really like to do anything. So um, my trainer, who's awesome, he, uh, I trained with a bunch of people in Baltimore and he was like, just come to my house. I have a gym. 
um, with a garage. So it like opens and closes for like airflow. Um, and so we all went there and lifted in his garage and like ran in his neighborhood. So that was, it was like so crazy, but he was awesome through the whole, the whole thing. And um, he really got us through with the training. So that was cool. And what was sort of the process of coming back like uh, for you, like training wise, sort of like, what was like the first steps, I guess, to getting back into sort of like playing shape with the like, because I feel like there's so much, uh, I guess the best way for describe is sort of like uncertainty, but just sort of like, there wasn't a lot of consistency as well, because it was like one day it would be something else and the other day it'd be something else. So sort of how did you sort of get back and how just sort of routine and sort of made sure you're staying in shape and sort of in lacrosse shape once the season, once your sophomore year started? Yeah, it was hard because we didn't really know when we were going to start. So I think um, I've always loved like going on long runs and stuff. So I started doing long runs um, and I didn't want to like burn myself out just in case we wouldn't start for another like, I don't know, like five months. Um, who knows? And um but I think my trainer really helped with that too. And he understood that uh, it was all uncertain. So um, to be able to have him and um, telling us like, do this, we're not going to overdo it. We're going to do our best to get you ready for whatever's next, but without getting injured. So that was really helpful. Now, during your sophomore year, your team struggled down the stretch, which included a loss to Boston College in the ACC playoffs. My question is, after that loss, what was your team's sort of mindset heading into the NCAA tournament? Because obviously you guys were a good team that year, just struggled down the end, but obviously ended up working out for you in the tournament because you had some success, which we'll get into in the next question. Um. Yeah, so it was – Um. With the two different tournaments so close together, a uh, loss in the ACCs, it it definitely hurts. Um, but you have to look forward and kind of like rush it off while still being like competitive and having a good mindset about it. Um, but every game in the ACC and NCAA is just like you either you win or you go home. So it's definitely that mindset has to be so sharp because you don't get another chance. So, um, but to have another playoff game so close within two weeks, you kind of just have to buckle down and focus on the next game. And you guys did that and you got your very first NCAA tournament win against UConn. Talk about what you learned in that game and what was it like uh, getting to win that game? Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I remember we were in South Bend um, and I mean, playing different conferences is super interesting because I think every conference plays differently and we mostly only play ACC teams. So to play a different team in a whole different conference was really cool. And it taught us a lot about like different teams and how different teams play, which was really interesting. And I think that's one of the beauties of being in the NCAA tournament is that you get a bid and you could play anybody in the country. So it was cool. Yeah, what's sort of the difference in style of play between the ACC versus like a team in UConn and the Big East? Yeah, um, I think a lot of it is like their offensive and defensive mindsets. So a lot of teams in different conferences will play a zone or will play a different type of man with a rover. So different like ideas of the zone and different 
ideas on like different plays to do for attack, like things we just like hadn't seen in the ACC much. Um, so watching film on them and like stuff like that, I think we had the same thing with like USC, um, who was his own team. We played them the next year in the tournament. Um, it was interesting to watch film on like both of those teams and figure out like what different conferences had and what they focused on. You then played Notre Dame and lost that game. My question is, what did you take away from your first NCAA tournament experience? I mean, it it hurt to, law, to lose, um, especially to a rival team like Notre Dame. Um, but we, our whole team talks a lot about gratitude and being grateful for the opportunities we're given. Um, and although it stung a lot, I and the team looked forward to the next season. Um, it definitely, it stings too, just because it's like over and the season's over and you get a whole new team next year. So that's hard and it's a hard pill to swallow, but um, you just have to keep moving forward and look forward to the next. So. Now you get to play in the ACC, like you mentioned, what's it like playing in that conference, just the competition you face each game? Yeah, I mean, the competition is incredible. Um, and the ACC is such a powerhouse that no game is given or easy to win at all. So um, it's honestly it's honestly great because it prepares us for May. And just playing all of these really good teams will make us better. And so it definitely prepares us for bigger games and high stake games that we will eventually be playing in May. Now, individually, what would you say is like the biggest improvement you've made to your game since the beginning of your, your freshman year to now as a as a senior? Yeah, I think the biggest improvement I've made personally would be being smarter on the field um, and really thinking about my next move and my opponent's next move instead of reacting. And it allows you to dictate more. So I think that's helped me a lot. And one thing that I love about your game is just how versatile you are. You're good as a defensive player, but also as an offensive player as well. So how do you manage which parts of your game you work on um, in practice and stuff? Because obviously we talked about training and just sort of getting your body in shape. But how do you sort of work on like, all right, today I'm going to work on offense and then maybe tomorrow work on some defense or do you sort of split that up? Like, how does that work for yourself? Yeah, um, I mean, I love playing both. Um, it's awesome being a midi. I love it. Uh, it's hard to, sometimes it is a little tough to balance the training aspects. Um, but usually what we did, especially last year was we would go out for extra work for attack one day, the next day we'll go out for extra work for D. So it's kind of a balance. Um, just cause if you do too much of either one you kind of get in a weird mindset and it's hard to like switch back and forth so fast but um yeah and then I also love the draw circle like the draw circle is awesome and um uh our draw people are amazing and our circle this year have had been awesome I wasn't allowed on it because of my shoulder just because I couldn't reach over 90 degrees um so that was really hard but um, I'm excited to hopefully get back at it and do some drills in the off season with those people. What's like your strategy in the circle? 
this is the draw control podcast but you don't have to reveal yeah. all your secrets i just sort of want to get some insight of like how you work on it i guess yeah um i mean our draw circle this year has been amazing uh, mackenzie hove devin whitaker and our draw taker aubrey williams um they are awesome and i love working with them training with them um i'm excited to get back with them but it's a lot of reaction time, a lot of reaction time and a lot of um, wrist strength exercises. Um, we were doing some of the things our coaches come up with are like funny, but we were like juggling for like hand eye coordination, stuff like that is like super important with the draw stuff. Um, and also just the competitive spirit. I feel like the want to like you want the ball more than the person next to you so i think that's helped me a lot with the draw yeah you got to be part of another pretty impressive junior year uh you guys beat syracuse in the acc playoffs you guys got another ncaa tournament win against usc uh, but then you guys eventually lost to uh, north carolina who ended up winning the national championship that year uh, what did you take away from your junior year when you look back on it now yeah uh junior year we um we weren't going to make the tournament if we didn't beat Syracuse in the ACCs. So our backs were kind of against the wall and we were like, guys, this is it. If we don't win this, we're not, we're not going to the NCAAs. So I think our team handled that amazing. And it was definitely a daunting task to beat Syracuse, but I think everybody was all in. And um, that was probably one of my favorite games to play in like the energy, the, um, the adrenaline it was just unmatched and uh to have everybody's head in the game and everybody on the same page was just so cool to be a part of um I take away that like it is anybody's game any day of the week and um Syracuse is one of the best um teams that I've played against and um to come up big against them in a big game um, to get to the NCAAs was really cool. Now, heading into your senior year, what type of leadership did you want to bring towards the team? Would you consider yourself more of a vocal leader or lead by example type of player? And how do you think the leadership style you learned this year is going to help you as a fifth year player as well? Yeah, um, I would probably consider myself more of a lead by example player. Um, I can be vocal, but I choose be to more um lead by example just because i've noticed that i looked up to those players who led by example and um kind of walked the walk um and just when you do work really hard like people notice and it's infectious and um it makes everybody else want to work hard too so i've tried to bring that to the team and really like bring energy and um just a good work ethic that like shows people that they can do it too now this past season you guys had another really good season uh winning 11 games uh but you guys lost to notre dame in acc playoffs let's talk about that game first obviously a really good performance by your team but then obviously notre dame found a way to come back and win that game in a very very entertaining game to watch very back and forth uh what did you sort of take away from your team performance in that game and how did you sort of try to bounce back from that after such a emotional game, it felt like as a viewer, 
just because there's so much happening. And I'm just curious as an athlete, how you sort of try to wipe off that stuff and sort of have to move forward because that doesn't seem that easy as it might sound. Yeah, um, the Notre game, the Notre Dame game was definitely hard. Um, we had beaten them before in regular season and um, they are a great team and it's hard to beat a good team twice. But um, we I think we came out kind of uh, not ready to play and they t- took advantage of it and um we were slow to find our groove, but when we did, it was a little too late. So um, that definitely hurt us. Although like we did have um, a bid to the tournament. So that kind of helped our spirits because we knew there was another game coming, although it hurt a lot. Um, we had to kind of move forward and look forward to the next game and um, like moving forward in the like the big tournament. Yeah, I'm always curious about that, like mentally as well, because like like you mentioned, you guys did come back and tie that game in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the once that I think it was the 12th goal that was scored to give Notre Dame the lead like that must like I don't know how you feel on the bench. That must like such be like and it was a, like a very, very like good goal because the player like had to go through like three defenders just to get the shot in the net. And that just I feel like when you're on the sidelines or on the field, that's just like, oh, my gosh, like. I don't know how you get through that mentally. I'm curious how you sort of managed to do that. Yeah, it's definitely hard. And I think uh, something our team is really good at is staying together in those times. Like you have to stay together as a team or else like you point fingers and that doesn't help anybody. Um, But yeah, I mean, they got a great shot and um, uh, like a, couple minutes left I think or like a minute left so it's just how games work sometimes it's definitely hard mentally um and it sucks but um and especially that bus ride back was awful but um you have to stay together as a team and that's and we did and um it that helped a lot what were you sort of saying to each other to lift each other up um I think our biggest thing was just we're moving forward. We're going to the NCAAs. We have a bid, like we're going to play again. Like we have to look at that and we have to forget about this game while also understanding that we can't come out like that again. Now, unfortunately you guys had another tough game against Albany. You guys got upset by them in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Overall, what would you take away from your team's performance in that game? And how are you sort of using that game to motivate yourself for your fifth year? Yeah, um, that game was also really tough. Uh, We were up by seven in the second quarter, and um, we kind of acted like we had it. And I think a a lesson that we learned from that game is that you just can't take your foot off the gas when you're in that, in such a big, on such a big stage, like in May. Like everybody wants it in May. And um, it's, it's, hard to um it's hard to be teams in may when they everybody wants to win so i think not taking your foot off the gas is uh, a huge thing that our team needed to realize and definitely will motivate me for next year and um to bring to the team too so let's transition now let's get into a little more of a positive segment and it's a segment i like to call six questions that have nothing to do with lacrosse 
And the goal of the segment is to hopefully get to know you a little bit more off the field. Uh, so first one is first, uh, if there was a movie made about your life, uh, who would you want to play yourself and why? Um, I would probably pick Anne Sophia Robb, who plays uh, Bethany Hamilton in Soul Surfer. Um, because I injured my shoulder, people were like, you have to watch Soul, Soul Surfer. Like, uh, she did it with one arm, like, you'll be fine, like all this stuff. And I was like, I watched it when I was little, but like, fine, I guess I'll watch it again. But honestly, great movie, like so inspirational. And I was like, this girl is amazing. So definitely her. Yeah, I don't know who I would pick. Probably like Tom Cruise. I think he's pretty cool. So I'll go with him. Yeah. Now, what music do you like to listen to? Um, I'm kind of all over the place with music. Uh, before games and before workouts, I do like rap music to get me like hyped up. But um, I love like regular hits music and country mm -hmm. music in the summer. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. Whatever mood I'm in, I can just go to that playlist. I have a genre, a playlist for each genre of music. So whatever mood I'm in, I can just go to that one. So I'm totally with you on that. Yeah. Now, what is the most underrated holiday and what is the most overrated holiday? Underrated? Definitely 7-Eleven Slurpee Day. <laughs> it's a great one. Um, and overrated? Probably New Year's just because, like, you wait all – you, like – wait all night and then it's like like the ball drops and then it's over it's yeah just... yeah that's my overrated one new year's is just because like you're just waiting for a clock to hit midnight and then pretty much after it's done it's like oh, what are we doing here like it makes no yeah. sense so i'm totally with you on that i actually it's one of the few holidays i just sort of stay in and just chill because i just don't care enough to go out and the traffic's usually pretty brutal too so uh, my most underrated, though, I would say is Thanksgiving. I think it's overshadowed by Christmas a little bit, but it's a good holiday, good food, good company, and football as well. So that's sort of what I would go with. Definitely a good one. Now, what is the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Um, Let's see. I actually saw something on, like, fire tornadoes. So that's a thing um crazy but yeah i was like wow that would be terrifying but yeah, yeah. I, hope, I hope i don't ever see that in my life so yeah, same. i think for me honestly uh not much i think probably just the whole like movie situation with oppenheimer i thought that was pretty cool and sort of that story i think is pretty interesting i don't know if i'm gonna see it or not but i just thought it was pretty interesting just the whole background on that on that subject yeah now let's talk about some of your teammates uh who is the funniest on the team Funniest on the team, I'd probably have to say Morgan Schwab or Shannon Garvey. Who has the best off the field style on the team? I see that you guys do the pregame outfits of uh, before each game, and that's pretty cool. So, yeah, um, I would say probably uh, Jamie Biscop. She has really good style. She's my roommate. So yeah, I'll go with Kiki Shaw on that one just because she's on the podcast right now. I think you have the best style on the team. So Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Last on the cross question is what is what item on your bucket list that you hope to do one day? Skydiving for sure. I couldn't do that. It's pretty scary. I would say travel for me it's to different parts of the U.S. and around the world. Yeah, that would be cool too. Well, getting back to some lacrosse questions now, what should be done to help grow women's lacrosse from your perspective? I think different um, media outlets, like getting different um, types of media out there into a wider spread um, across, I think, just like 
further out to different like states, different countries that don't really know much about lacrosse. I think that's super important and uh, would help grow the game a lot. Well, before we end this interview, Kiki, do you have any shout outs you want to give to any of your teammates, family members or friends and who should we have on the podcast next? There's a lot of interesting people from Virginia. So I feel like you would know who, who for us to reach out to next. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, shout out to my family. They're awesome. Uh, also to True Sports for doing my uh, PT. They have gotten me through everything through the season. Um, and obviously Courtney Green, my trainer. Um, but let's see who should be on the podcast next. Um, I would say like Morgan Schwab would be a good one. Um, or Jamie Biscup. Um, Sierra Cockrell would be a good one too. She's gonna be a coach like next year. So um coming from Syracuse. So she would be a good one too. That's awesome. We'll definitely reach out and see what happens, but I just want to say thank you so much, Kiki, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. Uh, I think you're a great player and an even better person, and I just want to let you know that. But best of luck uh, in your fifth year, and uh, I know you guys will definitely have a good bounce-back season and achieve bigger things than you did last year. So wishing you all the best with that. Thank you so much. It's great to be on this. 